Good morning to you. You are listening to the Chattanooga Drive-In Show. The Chattanooga Drive-In Show. Some said it would be futile to attempt it. So we looked up that word and we said, ha! Because we didn't know the meaning of the word futile. <laughs> we looked it up in a thesaurus and we got way too many and we got confused. But basically the idea is to try to take your normal radio morning show, three, four hours long, morning TV show, three, four hours long, give you all the information you need in as quick and entertaining a package as possible. Normally going to be an hour, 15 minutes or so. That's pretty much all the space you need to get the entertaining information and informative entertainment out there. Now, we're going to have different types of shows on different days, though. Um, We're broadcasting, of course, podcasting here from the Lodge Cast Iron Studio, Lodge Cast Iron Studio. And I want to get a big old shout-out right off the bat this morning, this Monday morning, to Chattanooga Safety Products on Highway 58 next to the Hungry House. All your industrial safety footwear and PPE needs. Safety begins at your feet at Chattanooga Safety Products. And Dax of Dax Turner, who is the proprietor at Chattanooga Safety Products, is also a very active person in the community. And he tried and tried to tell us that that W Road meeting was going to really be something. Yeah. And it must have really been something. Well, and I tried to touch on it yesterday, but you guys blew me off. So We'll touch on it today. Well, I'm not ready today. Well, uh, can you not remember <laughs> what you were going to say? No, I well, would have to dig into right. it. You did well, talk about it. You said the W Road, like the the speed limit is too high. And yeah, yeah they it. want they yeah. want speed bumps yeah. put in. They you know they want safety precautions. Yeah, they want. They don't want giant trucks going up and down and getting stuck all the I time. I don't remember running over her on the W Road. <laughs> did you? No, I don't recall that. <laughs> all right, speed bumps, also known as strut ruiners. Uh, so <laughs> I, I, I normally do this on this show, on this podcast called the Chattanooga uh, Morning Drive-In Show. And my name is Jeff Stiles with a Y, and this is Jen Lambert, and this is Russell Stroud, and that is Brian Stone. And we do have a special guest in the house we'll be introducing in just a second. Normally what I do is I toss off to Russell in a very casual way, and we get the headlines. And I say something like, oh, I don't know, what's going on, Russell? Well, normally, Jeff, I reply with something like this. The Chattanooga police say a 15-year-old was shot in a botched robbery on Dodson Avenue on Wednesday, but didn't go quite how you might think based on just that sentence. Officers arrived to find the injured boy. He was rushed to the hospital by Hamilton County EMS. A 31-year-old, Abraham Newson, was detained, but it was discovered that the juvenile was the alleged aggressor, not the 31-year-old. Police believe the boy attempted to rob Mr. Newsom, and the two exchanged gunfire. Newsom was charged with felon in possession of a weapon. The boy charged with unlawful possession of a firearm due to his age. Both individuals charged with reckless endangerment. The Chattanooga police say a drug deal led to the shooting that occurred on Highway 153, which shut down traffic for hours earlier this week. Investigators believe suspect Genesis Vaughn and the victim exchanged drugs at a midnight oil gas station. The exchange was caught on surveillance camera video. Vaughn allegedly then chased the victim car down the highway and opened fire, killing the victim and wounding a woman in a vehicle. It was all witnessed by a young child sitting in the back seat. 
And finally, the Hamilton County School Board is ever closer to selecting a candidate for superintendent of county schools. The current list has been whittled down to just five names. Dr. Justin Robertson is the current deputy superintendent. He's the clear front runner. All other candidates are from out of state. A final selection will be made on December the 9th. And now live from the International Space Station, it's Off the Hook with Dave Hooker. Man, I'm not even sure if the kid can drive yet, but he sure can throw a football. Dave Hooker off the hook sports. Let's talk Archie Manning for a second. Uh, He, of course, is Peyton Manning's nephew, Eli Manning's nephew, Cooper Manning's son, and Archie Manning's grandson. So let's just say the genes are pretty good. We're talking about two Hall of Famers there. Cooper would have been very good had it not been for a neck injury detected early in his career at Ole Miss. And Archie Manning, the grandfather, would have been in the Hall of Fame as well had he not played for the worst teams in the history of basically the NFL. So let's talk about where exactly Arch Manning will show up. Now, he's just a junior, but recently uh, on three recruiting database, going to Georgia or Texas. Uh, Georgia, they've done very little to develop a quarterback. I don't see why you would want to go there. Texas will be in the SEC, so I see potential, but Steve Sarkeesian hasn't exactly lit uh, the Big 12 on fire and what he's been able to do uh, this first season at the University of Texas. How about Duke, where David Cutcliffe was? He coached both of the Manning uncles and got them to be first picks in the NFL draft. How about Tennessee? Nah, I'd wait and see what happens there. How about Ole Miss? where Peyton Manning would have gone had it not been for the Cooper Manning injury. Well, there may be a reason why. I'm hearing Lane Kiffin, the Ole Miss head coach, is making a very strong push to get the LSU job. Interesting. So we'll continue to watch. As the arch turns, Archie Manning, where will he go, the number one player in the nation of the class of 2000? and 23 and don't rule out alabama but nick saban is 70 will he be there for arch manning's entire career i'm dave hooker off the sports and the upfront wrap-up where we get the headlines of the day the things that matter the most and we try to get them to you as quickly as possible because we know you got a busy day brought to you by tennessee american water company been providing quality water to the Chattanooga community since 1887. At the end of every pipe, they know there's a family counting on them to provide clean, safe, reliable water for their health and comfort each and every day. And that's why at 10M, they take pride in keeping your lives flowing right. And as I have said already, I, me, Jeff Stiles with a Y, thank you very much to the communicator. Chattanooga, Tennessee, and the surrounding areas, the voice of the morning commute for 30 years almost. Oh, my God, I feel every single one of them, too. And I got Jen Lambert in here with us as well, Pimp Jen, and Russell the Love Muscle, Russell Stroud, and Brian Stone. And as I I said, normally this is where we throw in the headlines. Is there anything so important that we should not go directly to our guest in the studio? Is there anything that we really need to squeeze in? And I'm not being facetious, 
I'm being serious. I don't care that Facebook changed their name to Meta. All right. I do have one thing. Mayor Kelly's administration recently launched the Office of New Americans, a new program that seeks to help immigrant and refugee communities. The program will connect these communities with local resources and opportunities. And currently, Kelly's team is in search of a director for that office. Do you have anything, Russell? Uh, I'm throwing my head in the ring as a candidate for director of that office. All right. no, I have <laughs> <laughs> Since she broke the ISO, we'll just say I also don't care that uh, Kim Song-un lost 44 pounds, apparently, over the last couple of months. I, I hope he's well. I they hope the whole family's doing great. Apparently body fat is a fuel for nuclear rockets. <laughs> Jeez, wheeze. All right. Let us <laughs> let us introduce our our guest and with the sound effects that of course that he can't hear in the background it's a deep dive sound effect stan is what it is dive dive we're gonna go deep deep on this one deep dive stan sewell the city auditor is with us and stan and i have swapped uh many texts emails phone calls and conversations uh in the past over the years he's been doing a fine job at his job for quite some time as a matter of fact how long have you been serving if you would don't be afraid of that mike rock that mic like you were in <laughs> i'm not afraid jeff um 2005 since 2005 that's a long time chief audit executive at You've the city yes seen sir. a tremendous amount of change in the city over that time i would agree with that there has been a tremendous amount of change the reason that i got you in here today and i, I want everybody to just jump in and and we'll have a getting to know you segment yeah. uh, as well sure yeah. Fred, go go ahead and start I, it off i was just gonna say i'm curious what you did before and what made you decide to take this job wow and how that, often do you get asked that question I, i'm not <laughs> i'm not asked that question very often uh i would say yeah i started out in public accounting i'm a certified public accountant here locally in chattanooga uh, and then I was the uh, chief financial officer for many years at uh, Family and Children's Services that people now, I think, call the partnership for sure. families and children's and adults. Um, I had a, uh, a brief period of time that I was running a motorcycle dealership, a power sports dealership, and uh, sold it. And uh, 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 to keep the story short, um, you know, uh, my wife runs that now. Um, we won't we won't necessarily get into taking you guys into that deep of a dive we don't have to be accountants to put that two and two together so, go so, ahead so yes um, but uh, uh, and then and then yes I mean at the point in time when I had sold uh, actually sold the, that business um, uh, the uh, Ron Littlefield had just been elected mm -hmm. as mayor, mm -hmm. and he brought Dan Johnson in, who was a CPA, and, and I think Dan was known for organizations, nonprofits, and places he would come into boards, and he, he, would, he would look around, and if there wasn't an internal audit operation, he saw that as low-hanging fruit, and so he, it was something that he really built a name for himself, I think, as he served the community throughout sure. the years, and uh, they created an office of internal audit, and uh, it progressed through some stages to where it is now today and it was designed to 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 not play uh it was designed to get real and get serious about things that people needed that somebody needed to be serious about the real numbers of our governance in this area and you're right and i remember that era and uh and mr johnson when he walked into a room you knew a man had walked into the room uh, somebody who had gravitas and credibility, and when he said get things done, people, they tended to do the things that he needed done. 
Um, your 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 office, if it has one main mission statement, it probably does. It probably does. It's probably carved in marble somewhere, you know, in an office, you know, door up somewhere. But if the mission statement would be, I mean, boil it down, consensus wise, just what is it that you do for the community? Yeah, our our office provides an an independent office um, from the politics, right? So. We, we report to an independent audit committee. Uh, it's five members. Uh, they're all certified public accountants. Two of them are appointed by the Tennessee Society of CPAs. Two are appointed by uh, the Institute of Internal Auditors. And one's appointed by the local chapter of the Association of Certified Fraud Examiners. So our, our office functions under the governance of this committee that's, that is separated from the politics. So it provides the community with this independent operation that can be objective in looking at things and reporting about what is happening inside the city. And this, I want y'all to hear me on this. This is what, this is why I find this interesting is because I, having done what I do for the last 30 years, I have been forced to watch sometimes the sausage being made when I didn't really want to. And sometimes I really had to pay attention to things that seemed awfully mundane. And I'd rather be watching TV, but I had to pay attention. And in all that time, I've seen this man stand up and basically, you know, say what he needed to, needs to say, needed to say to groups of people. And this group was sure he was going to be on their side. And this group was sure he was going to be on their side, but basically all he did was tell the truth. And I believe he equally pissed off everybody <laughs> at some point, which means he's doing his job <laughs> right. Say, that's the mark it, of a man half, who does his job. Half the percent, half, half the time, this people was going, damn it, I thought he was going to help us out. The other side was going, oh, I thought it was our turn. But basically the man sticks to the, the numbers, and the numbers do not lie. They're not partisan and they don't lean because of whim and it's something it's always been interesting to watch when you're giving testimony that i know is making other people slightly uncomfortable you know jeff you really summed it up very well (laughs) (laughs) you know and and i i presume that uh if i had a lot of people who really loved me uh that are involved in the operations uh, or overall in the in the city, you know, then I probably am not doing my job well. But the one thing we say is that anything we put out when we report something, uh, we do our very best to be able to back it up. And so if someone is saying that we are being biased or we're not being objective, you know, we welcome them to come into our office and we'll open up our files and our notebooks and, and we can just show them. And you're exactly right. We just – we – we pride ourselves on being I, the I've source. I've seen you that, do it. I've seen, I've seen you literally on. say, "Right here it is. Come, come get you some. The information's all right here. If you doubt it, it's it's in front of your eyes." And that usually stops that conversation because hardly anybody ever actually wants to go pick it up and read it. Um, and then now, I remembered I was homeschooled and can't do math. I'm like, <laughs> well, I'll just trust numbers. <laughs> now, I, the reason that you're here today, and I said that about 10 minutes ago and never completed the thought, is the fact that you guys, that your office has just completed a survey. And it's a 10, it's the 10th annual community survey by your office. And this is... Basically, it has been a fact mining operation. 
you guys went out and just plain grabbed as much factual content as you possibly could. You 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 got a lot of data, and and almost a almost kind of like a census sort of way. Something you know that that you know that you. That, generic you needed it you needed to do it you had a mission statement to do it you did it you brought all the information in and we now can look at it yeah yeah i mean the concept is that that we get the perspectives from the citizens in chattanooga Uh, so we send out a a paper survey and we have started for past couple of years we also sent cards out to a random sample to allow some people to, to answer online uh, but we try to get a good, valid statistical sample of, of the perspectives and opinions from the citizens of Chattanooga and report that. And the purpose is to provide this information to the people who have the ability to make decisions in the city. Uh, for example, uh, from the day we started this survey, the first one 10 years ago, one of the worst rated areas was our streets, I the just, smoothness of streets. Just right? read that, yeah. And mm-hmm. it wasn't really a shock that very first year, 10 years ago, people saw it and, and, and it was like, wow, yeah, okay, this, is, this, this survey is actually accurate, right? Uh, and we've seen that decline over, over the past 10 years. Those ratings have just gotten worse and worse and worse. And so um, it, it provides council members, the mayor, department heads, not just people who are in city government, but even you know some of our our major nonprofit uh, type partners that we have in the city. It gives them information about um, what people feel good about in the city and the areas where people don't feel so great that we need to concentrate on fixing I things. Mean, it's a perfect snapshot, though, of where people's concerns really are. They're not as concerned with the highfalutin policy making going on down there as they are with potholes potholes get you elected and unelected let's face it We've seen but that i mean firsthand. and finally we got it codified yeah. what we always knew to be true we got it codified into into paper that you guys compiled and gave an official signal to something else i noticed that was very negatively rated was the city's handling of homelessness with only 10% giving a positive yeah. response to the handling of homelessness. Yeah, and that hurts. That does hurt, yeah. Yeah, and that that is one question. So we've tried to keep the survey very consistent year to year. So we can compare, you can develop trend lines and you can see how well we're doing if we're getting better or worse in areas. The homelessness issue is something that we just added. We added a, a, a question uh, the last year and a uh, slightly different question about homelessness this year and I think for people um, that I talk to in general um, just in my life day to day you know uh, it's sort of like I mentioned about 10 years ago where people said oh yeah yeah roads you know that you really that survey's valid because you know it it pegged it you know Mm -hmm. the roads are bad well, the same thing with homelessness. I think anyone who lives around here and, and you're here day to day. If they open their eyes. You you see that, that it is something that has gotten worse. You know, that seems to be the general perception of people who are out, that we see more and more homelessness. There's, it's more and more visible. And so to, to look at that and say, yeah, only 10% of people feel like we're doing a good job with that, um, it, it it sort of validates, you know, what you might see. And while it's a very negative response, it's also very valuable for the people who need to see that response too, right? That's correct. I mean, the the point of the survey is not to make anyone look bad. And there's no one person, you know, whether you're talking about the mayor or a single group in the city council, 
you know, you, you can't hold a single person accountable for, for one, for something that's negative. But, but what you can expect is they take that information, they look at it and they say, okay, this is an area we might need to address. And you look into it and you try to do things to make it better. I tell you what, I need to jump in there and do something that I should have done already. And that is to thank my friend, John Wilson at Chattanooga.com for helping set this up. As a matter of fact, I mean, I, I have to say, and this is the honest to God truth. I, and I, th- I think that Jen agreed with me. I had never seen an article that long, yeah. that comprehensive in Chattanooga and in Chattanooga.com yeah. and, and an online publication of any kind before I went, my God, this is, it is like war and peace. But as I'm going <laughs> through it, I'm going through it. I'm realizing it's filled with tidbits that were that I found to be, you know, extremely interesting. It was just a tremendous amount of information. So thank you to Chattanooga.com and to John for hooking us up because he's not just going to give anybody's, uh, you know, phone number out. I had to be sneaky. <laughs> he goes, now, Styles, you're not going to mess with him, are you? <laughs> I mean, uh, Is your refrigerator running? I want working relationships with all my, my partners out there. I really do. I, but, uh, yeah, some people, they, they, they take care of their friends around here. Don't just yeah. give it to anybody. <laughs> Styles, he's crazy. Yeah. John's a good guy. Yes, he is. And, and, and in many ways, what we're trying to do here with this podcast is what he – started out doing and people thought it was a crazy idea a long time ago when he left the paper and started doing the online thing and look what a success it's been uh the right idea at the right time maybe maybe we we we're hitting this one out of the park i don't know i hope so um i know that you have a question or two you would like to follow up with so i'll go ahead and turn it over to you yeah, as well. um just one of the things that stuck out to me and and it's, and it's an obvious one um the overall satisfaction with police fire and emergency medical services and 911 remain very positive mm-hmm. most residents feel safe you know in their neighborhoods in their homes but they don't they don't feel particularly safe downtown and in certain areas especially at night yeah I, at I, night what one i'm i'm looking through the this all this data and i'm looking through all these sentences and all of a sudden right in the middle of a paragraph where it's saying that people feel pretty good about their neighborhoods communities something fairly generic it goes people do not feel safe at their community park at night right period and that got my attention yeah me too yeah i think what we have seen uh historically with the survey is uh, it makes sense people feel safer during the day whether they're in their neighborhood or in a park or or downtown and they and they feel less safe at night what was interesting uh, this year in particular, we saw uh, while people have always rated their feelings of safety at night downtown, that's been the lowest of anything, mm-hmm. right? So people feel safer if they're in their neighborhood. You know, they're comfortable there even at night. Uh, maybe in the park close to them, they feel a little bit safer than they do downtown. But downtown, you know, people have always, that's been where the lowest rating has been. This year in particular, what was interesting is uh, we saw a very statistically significant decrease in safety, the feelings of safety downtown during the day. I think it huh. dropped about five percentage points wow. this year. And, you know, everyone, it, people can uh, develop their own theories. Um, and, yeah, and my mind's uh, racing. Uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to think of 
the most reasonable reason yeah, for that why would it happen. be during the day well you know and that's that's uh it's interesting so you have to ponder those questions i've thought about that one and i could be very wrong um but the one of the thoughts i had is you know we do have an increasing homeless population mm-hmm. and they're more concentrated downtown and you do see them you know uh, i get out walking downtown almost every day during lunch and and there's it's much more visible this year uh, than last year last year it was much more visible than it was the year before and it, it and and the year before that it was a little bit less visible but it, it seems like um it is more visible you do have more people out there um and right or wrong um, people are, are unnerved at, at times well, there's yeah, no doubt about it i think it. it's just yeah, yeah. you're right it's just uh, human nature yeah I, there was also i mean the thing one of the things i thought about was we had that spate of just violent crime that was just random that was being caught on cameras across the country with just you know asians and and minorities people coming up and just slugging them yeah you remember there was it's like it became a tiktok sensation to go up and slug somebody and i I think that may very well have put the brakes for about a month or a month and a half on people feeling comfortable just being out in a crowd when somebody can come up and just hit you from, from behind. I know we didn't have that issue here, but it was everywhere else. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we copycats, you get, you know, we're copycats. Well, I think that highlights something that's really valuable about this data, too, is that I know it's not your office's responsibility to do this, but other offices can take this data and line it up with their, say, crime statistics mm-hmm. and try to create some sort of where do these lines cross and we can make a... a uh, correlative answer as to what the heck is going on here. Uh, let me uh, remind everybody the Sports Barn, one of our sponsors here, uh, that gives you a good uh, alternative to exercising outside. They've got indoor facilities, of course, three locations in town. They've been doing this since 1979. Anything that you need to keep you healthy, to keep you happy, the Sports Barn either has it or they can get a hold of it. Just tell them I sent you. You're watching and listening. It's it's it still seems weird to say watching. I need to say it more often. Yeah. I know I know yeah. I need to say it more often. We have voyeurs. I yes. know I know we do. I know to <laughs> you know this this whole Chattanooga drive-in show. I just um, want to go back yes, to the homeless please. thing. Stan Sewell is our as our guest, city auditor, and we just got through with a a huge big survey, and we're just going over the results of, of of what what people in Chattanooga think about Chattanooga essentially. Yes. Yeah, this I just a point you know. It's, oh, it's been said a lot that many families are maybe one or two paychecks away from becoming homeless. So the homeless population, are, they're just people. They're people. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, if, if we would engage rather than shun or ignore, you know, like they don't exist, maybe smile, maybe, you know, say something nice, maybe, maybe the fear will go away. Yeah, I'm all for that. Um, something, uh, a point I wanted to make about um, the data I'm looking at here, which makes me sound like I know what I'm talking about. Uh, yeah, you, well phrased. <laughs> your survey, uh, <laughs> it's, and this may have been answered in the article and I just missed it, but uh, 1,799 Chattanoogans completed the mail-in and 629 completed it online, giving us a total of uh, 2,428. Not a bad sample. Not a bad sample. Is that um, about average with what you expected for this, this go-around? Yeah, yeah, it's in line with what we expect. Um, it's a very, as you've seen, the survey is very detailed. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we try to get into every aspect of what where the city may be providing services, and so it's long. 
and uh, a 20 percent response rate um, in particular is just phenomenal superb actually and and i think we ran about 18 percent for uh for the mailed surveys the online cards we sent out is much less that's to be expected but yeah it it puts us in the neighborhood of like a two percentage point plus or minus statistically um and you can look at the the run from year to year and you can see how consistent some of it is and so i think it it, it's proven that it's statistically valid well one of the topics we want to talk about is is housing so let me get a good plug in here for people's home equity don't start your search for a new home until you're pre-approved that move saves you time, money, stress, and worry. Also, you need a guide out there in today's market, and that uh, is handled with Bruce Dodd and Trevor Glass, both pros down there, 5919801, 5919801, mortgage.com chat mortgage with two Ts. And, uh, yeah, uh, the, the way people look at and feel about the property um, that they have, the value of the property, the price of land, uh, the price of homes, um, the, the positivity, negativity connected to those prices, all of that contained a huge, huge chunk of what you did. Yes, sir. Uh, I mean, and that was one of the things we noted in particular. We've, we've asked uh, for the past 10 years about how people feel about the affordability of housing. And uh, there was a very statistically valid jump in the numbers this year uh, in terms of housing affordability. So people feel like <clears throat> housing is becoming less and less affordable. Yes. Can, we, can we ask the question? Because we, we ask it here all the time. And after working together for two and a half years, it changes. But, I mean, what is affordable housing in Chattanooga, Tennessee today? What kind of range are we talking about? What is affordable? Why are you asking me that? Ah, because uh, you've got a <laughs> bunch of papers in your hand. I think it's got to be in there. All I can tell you is the people of Chattanooga feel like housing affordability is, is becoming a worsening, is worsening problem. We're, we're but, on the downhill yeah. slide. Well, and affordable is sort of a relative term, isn't it, I suppose? True. Yeah. And, I, and I think you look, it's by neighborhood. When you yeah. look, yeah. you can look by neighborhood. In this data, you can drill down by zip codes. You can drill down by council districts if you want to filter the data that way. And it's very different the way that people feel about things in the different council districts with a lot of issues and housing affordability is one of them. But in general, uh, I think it's sort of like we talked about you, you experience it, you see the road conditions, and when it comes back that people aren't very happy with them. Uh, it's validated. Well, it's the same thing with housing affordability. If you've paid any attention in the last, you know, what, couple of years, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, it's very clear that the pricing of houses has really gone up. And there's so, a ton of yeah. factors involved in that with inflation and interest rates and all sorts of other things going on there. Another perfectly timed segue for me to get in a plug for RC2 Realty <laughs> Solutions. Uh, just add the dot com there and you got all you need to deal with that distressed property you might have uh, that's really been bothering you. You'd like to get it off your hands. Rob and ring will help you do that sell renovate maybe you actually want to buy or invest and uh, she can do that too robin with a y ring rc2 realty solutions.com um do you guys i I know that that you had the survey set up in in divisions and in in different divisions i'm not sure how many uh and you also i know that you you work for the city but you've mentioned the word districts two or three times I was just wondering how the county throw in this now potential change in county districts and how they're lined up. Does that actually alter the way you'll be doing things in the future? 
No, we don't. We don't. Uh, you know, we're purely focused on the city of Chattanooga, uh, and I, I believe they are uh, venturing into the process of redrawing district lines as as they have to do after the census every time that happens. So uh, they'll they will be or are currently facing the same issues as the county commission, uh, and once they redraw those districts, that will impact how we. So we stratify the the sample. We pull a random sample. Uh, of residents of the city and we put an equal amount to each of the nine districts we send out uh, those surveys to is the way that we do that okay that answers one of the questions i had perfect <laughs> it does is that was there anything that actually surprised you i mean when you actually looked at it and you went huh I, di- I didn't see that one i didn't see that coming I, I don't know. I mean, now after 10 years, most of the data it ends up being relatively consistent. You can see trend lines. You can look over five years, 10 years, mm-hmm. and you can you can sort of see something that's getting better slowly or worse slowly. Every once in a while, you see that anomaly, like I mentioned, with the safety, feeling safe downtown during the day really mm-hmm. took a big plummet this year. Yeah. Last year really threw a kink into things. The pandemic you know, we send the survey out around the end of May and we take back responses through like July, maybe into August. So people had, you know, we had the shelter in place order that had been in place. It was, we were really in the full swing of it. And so it was interesting. We saw the ratings for smoothness of streets go up. People were a little more positive and we're like, Oh, it's because nobody's on the road. They're not. They're not driving to work, right? Everybody's working from home. It's, yeah, so go by memory. <laughs> there is some of that actually. I remember it being okay. There some, yeah, there was less wear and tear on the streets. Yeah, I mean, you just but it was you know you're out the traffic, the ratings for traffic. Less were pedestrians of, hit. So it, it yeah. generally when you see something like that, it it would you can think about it, and think okay, yeah, I see that. It makes sense. So there's not a lot, you know we. We did see uh, for this year that although the, the ratings for police are still positive, they're overall positive sure. for police service in our city. Um, and uh, those guys, they, they, they really, you know, the guys that are out there on the street, they really do work hard to do a good job. I feel like we've got one of the, the better police departments in the country. You see some of the things that were going on. You know, you had the Black Lives Matter and everything else. I think else. the way that the police department handled it here made all the difference in the world. Mm-hmm. I think they handled it correctly where some of the other cities just plain just blew it. They really laid and, down the lines, know, so to really speak. They really did. Uh, and, uh, so, all right, r- r- rapid fire then. Certain things, we're, we're more concerned about crime in the day. We're a little bit more concerned about affordable housing. We're a little bit happier about uh, parks and recreation, uh, activities in this nature. Overall, if you could just say, okay, this is your psychoanalysis, uh, Chattanooga, we're going to give you a, a B grade on how you're feeling about yourself and whether or not you're actually happy or not. Are you happy here? How, what would it be like? You know, if you look at the combined data from the, the online and the mailed surveys, um, it gives us a better representation of the true Chattanooga. Um, if, when we just had the printed surveys, we were skewed more toward females and more higher educated type mm-hmm. people and those things, and the, the online helped bring us in line a little better. But, you know, about 90% of the people in Chattanooga, they feel like Chattanooga's a, a great place to live. That's a, that you know, what that's is really that? Good. That's getting oh, close oh, to an A, the, right? I, I, yeah. what, what percent? Yeah. Was, what percent said they, that's that's remarkably so, good. So if, so if you, so if you look at, at Chattanooga as a place to live, the, the citizens rating that is good or very good is 90%. 
That's just remarkable. That really is remarkable. Less you wouldn't than, get that in New York. I I, what other you. town could even touch that? Yeah. So, and then we, we ask, you know, your neighborhood as a place to live, 84% say it's good or very good. Um, you know, as a place to work, 72% feel it's good or very good. We're working you know, on it. So, yeah. <laughs> We're working so we, on we get it. So we get a C. We get a C on a place to work and a, and a B on a place to, to uh uh, or an, maybe an A, you could push it right. Is a ninety yeah. an A? Depending on how yeah. nice your yeah. teacher is. When I was in school, a ninety was an A. <laughs> then they changed everything. It was very simple. Eighty to ninety was a B. Ninety to a hundred was an A. Come on, why they change it? So, so that, that those are your grades, really. Those are the first the first five questions we ask in the survey. Are Chattanooga is a place to live? Your neighborhood is a place to live. Chattanooga is a place to work. Chattanooga is a place to raise children. And, and Chattanooga is a place to retire. Those are probably the overall, when you ask Jeff about, hey, how do we grade ourselves? Like, you know, that's, that's it. it. Yeah. Those yeah. five, to, if, if I had to send out the survey in a single sheet with, with five questions, those would be the five I would ask. Now, Chattanooga gave you a lot of space. We just gave you a lot of time. Where does that information go next? Where should it go next? Who could actually use that information to make improvements, real noticeable improvements, measurable ones in our town? So, so we send, we take this data and, and we identify certain aspects of it that we summarize in, in a report and we send it to the mayor and the council members, all the department heads in the city. We also distributed the report directly to a few of the, the key nonprofits you know, Chattanooga Neighborhood Enterprise, um, River City, and some of those places. Uh, but the data, the report and the data is all on the city website. And you can go to chattanooga.gov. You can select internal audit on the department drop box. Mm -hmm. Over to the left, you can find community survey. And we put all this raw data. It's all in Excel mm -hmm. format right there. And, and that's where the power is, really, um, because we look at things and we give a high-level review. But if you want to drill down, you know, if you're good with pivot tables and those type things with Excel spreadsheets, you can filter by council district, by gender, by income level. You know, we try to grab those demographics as well. It's interesting. Uh, and, and you can really start identifying a lot of things from more perspectives than we could ever hope to put into a report. Well, I, will, I will post a link to that actually on our Facebook page. I was going to say that earlier. Um, and I just wanted to, to add this too. U.S. News ranked Chattanooga number 27 as the best place to retire in the U.S. And that's how we've been steadily climbing, climbing that chart for a while. Yeah. And, and we have 72% rated as good or very good. If you take the neutrals out um, uh, of that, I mean, really, the only, less than 4% rate Chattanooga as a bad place to retire. So... You know, some people say neutral. We tend to look at the positive, good. That's good. the ones that have to live with their in-laws. They can't <laughs> help it. I mean, I tell you what, uh, Stan, Stan Sewell, city auditor, thank you so much for swinging by today and talking to us. Uh, 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 voluminous amounts of information. He just told you where you can find it. We'll have I'll our postmistress. Post yep. We'll have it posted up. 
and go and dig your own, you know, nuggets up. And we rate Come back your, and report uh, to us later. We rate your transparency as a good to very good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thank your, you. Your ability just to wing it and walk in here not knowing what to do, what to do you got a 93 on that one alone. <laughs> okay, you know? I'll, I'll call that an A on any, yeah, any grading schedule. Good job. Thank you so much, Thank sir. You, we Jeff. appreciate it. And, of course, the show made possible by the kindness, concern, and community commitment of the local and regional professionals at Guardian Investment Advisors. Gary Thurman handles all the money my wife and I have invested, and I trust him completely. 710-9199, 710-9199. And you know what, guys? That's pretty much it. Um, do you have anything that you feel like you must add here toward the end of the show, my brother? I think we covered it quite well, actually. My sister, do you feel complete with your day? I feel complete. I, I have a few things, but they're silly and they can wait. Happy Monday. I'll save sometimes, them. Sometimes you can slide a silly in if you want to. Slide one silly All right, in. one silly. PETA wants baseball to change bullpen to more animal-friendly arm barn. Oh, I can't believe you wasted our time with that. <laughs> you asked for something silly. <laughs> that is silly. I can't believe that. Oh, my God. I would never have thought of that as being anti-animal rhetoric. <laughs> the bullpen. It's, it's just the place to for the, the bulls. bulls. Why? It's insensitive to the cows. That's what they're called. That is that. My God. <laughs> That's a load of bull is what it is. I'm offended by it. The birds and the bees. <laughs> We'd rather be called, you know, avian avian beings. It's hyphenated somehow. Um, by the way, there's a brand new podcast all about being better versions of ourselves, sharing stories and lessons from our successes and failures. Join Bruce Dodd as he walks through the whole process of learning to be intentional with your money, your time, your thoughts, relationships, the intentional livingproject.com and the Chattanooga Drive-In Show. Appreciate you listening. Appreciate you advertising. Appreciate you spreading the word. Putting the little thumbs up, the little likes and all that stuff you do and emojis and all the social media stuff. Oh, Happy check out Monday, our Patreon. Happy Monday, everyone. Yeah. yeah, check out our Patreon. we got some exclusive stuff coming up here soon. Absolutely. Go check out Patreon and figure out ways that you can help support us. We need this gig. This town needs us. Give us money. 